This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. First of all, buckle up because this episode is going to be fire. Yes, I promise it's going to be fire. You know that emoji that we all use sometimes on our phones? The one that looks like fire? Well, we use that emoji to express that something is fire. Something is hot. It is good. Well, buckle up because I promise you that today's podcast episode is going to be fire. Also, get ready to be challenged. Like, yeah, really challenged when it comes to your English and especially your English understanding. To tell you the truth, I think that those of you who are supporting our podcast and who, because of your support, actually have access to the text of this podcast episode, you guys are going to love this episode and you'll see why. In yesterday's episode, we talked about the importance of reading books, even though we all live in the middle of this mega digital age. Teacher, what do you mean when you say digital age? I mean that we are surrounded by technology. We have our cell phones, our computers, our laptops, tablets. Let's be honest. Technology is everywhere. So how can I possibly record a podcast episode in which I am going to convince you that reading actual books is very important? Yes, I believe that reading is still very important. You may be listening to this right now and thinking, whatever, I got Netflix. I prefer to watch movies. I am not interested in reading books. To you, I'd say, just please hear me out. By the way, notice how I use the expression, hear me out, which basically means, hey, just give me a chance Listen to what I have to say. In terms of myself, I have a very personal relationship to my books. Honestly, I don't like to lend my books to anyone. Why? Because every book that I have ever read has left me with a specific experience. Maybe the experience was exciting, or maybe it was dark and sad, or maybe it was really insightful. Insightful means something that leaves you with a deeper understanding of, let's say, a subject. So, for example, if you are having a conversation with someone and that conversation is insightful, it's a conversation through which you've learned a lot. Because of that conversation, you now have a deeper understanding of that subject. So, yes, in terms of myself, I have a very personal relationship to my books. Honestly, 
I don't like to lend my books to anyone. Why? Because every book that I have ever read has left me with a specific experience. Maybe the experience was exciting. Or maybe it was dark and sad. Or maybe it was really insightful. In that sense, I kind of categorize all these different books in my head. See, books make me think. Books provoke me. Now, obviously, there are so many different book genres. Pay attention to the word genre because it's like a category. You have book genres, you have music genres, you have movie genres, right? In other words, there are all these different categories. For example, in terms of books, there is the genre of fiction, of drama, of horror. There is the genre of self-help, one of my personal favorites. So, Obviously, there are so many different book genres. Different people are into different types of books. But in today's day and age, because we live in this digital age, there are also so many different ways through which you can read a book or have access to a book. There is the actual book, paper, or hardcover. Then there is the audiobook. Then there is Kindle. As you can see, there are many different ways of reading a book in today's day and age. My favorite so far is holding the actual book, reading it page by page, as I listen to the audio of that same book. Love this. Now, you might say, but teacher, what's the point of holding the book in your hands when you actually have the audio playing? Because I need to follow the sentences. I need to highlight all the important parts. I need to be able to follow the actual story, but also be a part of the learning process. There is something about the words. I love having access to the actual sentence. I love being able to see the sentence, even if someone is actually reading it out loud. I like to have the sentence there so that I can absorb it and highlight it if needed. I need to be able to return to a specific page if needed to reflect again on what was said in that book. I'd love to give you an example of literally one single sentence from a book that I was reading the other night. This is literally the sentence. We must try to ignore what disturbs or limits others. Let me repeat that one more time. We must try to ignore what disturbs or limits others. That sentence is highlighted in my book exactly the way that it is highlighted here in your text. 
if you have the text in front of you. After reading a few pages from that book, I went back to that specific sentence again and I pondered on it, which basically means I went back to that sentence and I thought about it again. I thought about its meaning. What exactly does it mean? It means don't worry so much about other people's issues and problems. Don't mix yourself up in the mess of other people. Don't talk about other people. Don't gossip about other people. Don't focus on other people's limitations. Instead, focus on yourself. Yes, yourself. See, I thought that was deep. I thought that was insightful. I thought that was a great reminder, a positive lesson. So, I wanted to highlight it. Obviously, different people use different strategies to read and to absorb the information that they read. Some people read the full book from the first page until the last page. Some people read parts of a book and then they move on to another one. As I mentioned this particular strategy, I was immediately reminded of a conversation that I heard recently through one of Joe Rogan's podcast episodes. I would like to play that audio clip here. Notice the guy, Joe's guest, in this clip speaks English very fast. So, as you are listening to this clip, I want you to really focus on what he is saying. Granted, many of the words you will not understand at first. But don't worry, I will explain it all and then you can go back and listen to it again. By the way, do you see now why those of you who have access to the text are actually super lucky now? Because as you listen to this guy speak, you will be able to read every word that he's saying. So, hey, if you're not a supporter of our podcast yet, go ahead and become one as soon as possible and you too will have access to the text. The link is in this episode's description and in our Instagram's bio. Anyway, so let's listen to this guy together here and let's see what exactly he is saying. I, I got really fascinated by the way you read because I thought there was something wrong with me by doing that. But you, you don't really just read a book to completion. You read and then you pick something else up and you just kind of go based on your whims, whatever you're interested in. Well, I, I was raised by my, I was raised by a single mom in New York and she used the local library as a daycare center because it was a very tough neighborhood. And so she would basically say, when you get back from school, go straight to the library and don't come out uh, until I pick you up late at night. So I used to basically live in the library and I read everything. I read every magazine. I read every pictograph. I read every book. I read every map. I just ran out of stuff to read. I just read everything. So I got over this idea of that reading a large number of books or reading a book to completion as a vanity metric. Because really, mm. when people are putting up photos on Twitter and Instagram of, look at my pile of books that I'm reading. It's, it's a show-off thing. It's a signaling thing. Right? Yeah, sure. And, and the reality is I would rather read the best hundred books over and over again until I absorb them rather than read 
all the books. Right. Yeah, because your your brain has finite information, uh, in finite space. Uh, you get enough advice, it all cancels to zero. Um, there's a lot of nonsense in books out there too. So I don't read anymore to complete books. I read to satisfy my genuine intellectual curiosity. And it can be anything. It could be nonsense. It could be history. It could be fiction. It could be science. It could be sci-fi. These days, it's mostly sci-fi, philosophy, science, because that's just what I'm interested in. But I will read for understanding. So a really good book, I will flip through. I won't actually read it consecutively in order, and I won't even necessarily even finish it. I'm looking for ideas, things that I don't understand. And when I find something really interesting, I'll reflect on it, I'll research it, uh, and then when I'm bored of it, I'll drop it or I'll flip to another book. Uh, thanks to electronic books, I've got 50, 70 books open at any time in my Kindle or iBooks, and I'm just bouncing around between them. Uh, it's also a little bit of a defense mechanism to how in modern society we get too much information too quickly, and so our attention spans are very low. So you get Twitter, you get Instagram, you get Facebook, you're just used to being bombarded with information. So you can take that to, you, you can view that as a negative and be like, I have no attention span, or you could view that as a positive. I multitask really well, and I can dig really fast. I can, if I find a thread that's interesting, I can follow through five social networks, through the web, through the libraries, through the books, and I can really get to the bottom of this thing very quickly. It's like the Library of Alexandria that I can research at my disposal. So I, I no longer track books read or even care about books read. It's about understanding concepts. I told you this would be fast. He certainly speaks fast, which is really good for your English comprehension practice. If you are freaking out a little now because you didn't understand everything he said, relax. I am going to explain the gist of it. I am going to explain the essence of it. Joe says, but you, you don't really just read a book to completion, which means you don't read a book to finish it. Basically, you read a part of the book. Joe also says, and you just kind of go based on your whims, whatever you're interested in. Whims means you just kind of follow your impulses. He says, well, I was raised by my, I was raised by a single mom in New York, and she used the local library as a daycare center. Do you see here how he is describing the library as a place that would take care of him in a sense, as a daycare, because his mom was a single mom and couldn't work and take care of him at the same time because it was a very tough neighborhood. He also describes his neighborhood as a tough, difficult, possibly dangerous neighborhood. He also talks about vanity metric, uh, which is a way of saying that people brag about what they are doing. In many ways, social media is a great example of a place where vanity metric happens every day. People are bragging about themselves. Uh, he uses the example of how people will take pictures of all these books that they are reading, but really, they're not. They are just bragging. He also mentions how our brain has finite space. Anything that's finite is not limitless. It has a limit. He also says that he flips through books 
which is to say he switches from book to book. So what exactly is the point of his story? The point is there is no one right way of reading a book necessarily. Different ways of reading work differently for different people. But as you can hear, he does read. He reads quite a lot. And that's my point here. We must read. We can't just ignore books because of technology. We must read. Let's listen to his clip one more time. Try your best to pay attention to the words that I've explained here and see if you can understand them better this time. I, I got really fascinated by the way you read because I thought there was something wrong with me by doing that. But you, you don't really just read a book to completion. You read and then you pick something else up and you just kind of go based on your whims, whatever you're interested in. Well, I, I, was, raised by my, I was raised by a single mom in New York and she used the local library as a daycare center because it was a very tough neighborhood. And so she would basically say, when you get back from school, go straight to the library and don't come out uh, until I pick you up late at night. So I used to basically live in the library and I read everything. I read every magazine. I read every pictograph. I read every book. I read every map. I just ran out of stuff to read. I just read everything. So I got over this idea of that reading a large number of books or reading a book to completion as a vanity metric. Because really, mm. when people are putting up photos on Twitter, Instagram of look at my pile of books that I'm reading. It's, it's a show-off thing. It's a signaling thing. Right? Yeah, sure. And, and the reality is I would rather read the best hundred books over and over again until I absorb them rather than read all the books. Right. Yeah, because your, your brain has finite information, uh, in finite space. Uh, you get enough advice, it all cancels to zero. Um, there's a lot of nonsense in books out there too. So I don't read anymore to complete books. I read to satisfy my genuine intellectual curiosity. And it can be anything. It could be nonsense. It could be history. It could be fiction. It could be science. It could be sci-fi. These days, it's mostly sci-fi, philosophy, science, because that's just what I'm interested in. But I will read for understanding. So a really good book, I will flip through. I won't actually read it consecutively in order, and I won't even necessarily even finish it. I'm looking for ideas, things that I don't understand. And when I find something really interesting, I'll reflect on it. I'll research it. Uh, and then when I'm bored of it, I'll drop it or I'll flip to another book. Uh, thanks to electronic books, I've got 50, 70 books open at any time in my Kindle or iBooks, and I'm just bouncing around between them. Uh, it's also a little bit of a defense mechanism to how in modern society we get too much information too quickly, and so our attention spans are very low. So you get Twitter, you get Instagram, you get Facebook, you're just used to being bombarded with information. So you can take that to, you, you can view that as a negative and be like, I have no attention span, or you could view that as a positive. I multitask really well and I can dig really fast. I can, if I find a thread that's interesting, I can follow through five social networks, through the web, through the libraries, through the books, and I can really get to the bottom of this thing very quickly. It's like the Library of Alexandria that I can research at my disposal. So I, I no longer track books read or even care about books read. It's about understanding concepts. As always, thank you so much for listening. I will be back on Monday with a brand new podcast episode. Thank you.